I'm Weebeeb. You are listening to the beautiful sounds of praise and worship on Praise Until Dawn here on the Praise Broadcasting Network. As usual, I want to point you to our podcast of A Time Apart and Praise Until Dawn up at our website at pbnradio.com. That's PBN, Praise Broadcasting Network, pbnradio.com. And at the top of the page there, click on Podcast. You'll find both broadcasts up there. A Time Apart will have ATA colon in front of it. Want to welcome our Roku listeners. If you have Roku, great way to listen to Praise Until Dawn and Praise Broadcasting Network. Just search for, if, if you don't already know, just search for PBN or Praise Broadcasting Network. And I also want to say hello to all of our iWatch listeners, tablet, iPod, iPad listeners, Samsung, iPhone and other phone listeners, and of course, our laptop and desktop listeners, and our iHeartRadio listeners. And I'm, I'm sure I've left somebody out, but whatever platform you're using to listen, welcome. Those listening by Alexa, ask her to play PBN Classic on TuneIn. I actually use Alexa to monitor pbnradio.com. Great way to listen. Good sound on it. I also want to remind you about our pbnradio.com Facebook page as well as my personal site. Go to our pbnradio.com homepage at pbnradio.com and click on the little blue and white Facebook logo at the top. It has a a small letter F, which is white, with a a circle of blue behind it. That's Facebook. That will take you to our pbnradio.com Facebook page. For my personal page, while you're at the pbnradio.com Facebook page, go up to the search bar and at the top enter Pat Rutherford 1232. Pat Rutherford 1232. Always, always you're true 
I love all these little phrases that I have put down in the front of my Bible, and I, um, I have, well, as I've told you before, I've typed them all out, and uh, I don't know why. I didn't keep the template. I, I don't know why, or I can't find it, or uh, so I've got to recreate it in some way because it, it's just. It, it fit on the page just so nicely and and everything is just so perfect and it looks so good and I can look through it and and it's just it's just great right there except there were more <laughs> that, that I heard and I, I have to write in between the lines and around the page and uh so I'm going to have to redo this. Uh, but it, it's so neat. Little things that kind of shake your mind. And you remember those things not only in the good times, but in the tough times. And that's when these little phrases really come to have a lot of meaning. Yeah, Claudia and I go through things just like you do. Just because you hear me on the air doesn't mean that all of the problems, all the trouble have gone away. Woohoo! No, I'm here because I am going through these problems. And I do have to practice this every day just like you do. I look at some of these big televangelists and the people you hear on the radio. It just sounds like everything's great for them. You know, they've come through it and they're singing about it. And But you don't stop and think, oh, I wonder what they're going through. With those in... in 
third world countries that uh, those are mostly the countries with dictators and uh, with a lot of persecution going on. These phrases really take on a lot of meaning. For them over there, it's trusting that they will not be killed today, that they will live to worship God another day. And sadly with us over here, it's just that you know, we'll have our rent at the end or the beginning of, of every month. Or that we'll have money for groceries. Some of us are, are in the... Um, we, we are re-evaluating what we need each month instead of what we want each month. So we go through and we... Okay, well, I can do without that, and I can do without this here, and, and uh, well, I, yeah, I can cut back on that one, you know, just so you make ends meet. But that's not persecution. That's just trusting your Father and letting Him guide you into what you can do. Claudia and I go through this just like you do. I don't try to put on um, on the air here. I, I don't try to, oh, everything's okay, and so come up to the rock. And and I, I try to be real with you. I, I don't name our problems. I just as soon not think of the problems. When I name the problem, I have, you know, in my mind, it starts wanting to rehearse what the problem is. I'd rather tell you we can trust him. Because when I speak that out, my ears hear it. And then it goes back to my brain that God is good all the time. And it goes back to... You know, I was thinking this morning. Well, let me read one of these real quick. One of my favorite. Bold faith. I don't know about you, but I, that, that's why I, I see that in my mind. Pat has bold faith. He can do anything with God. Bold faith. It stands on the shoulders of quiet trust. Who? And the only time you really learn about quiet trust is when we go through stuff here on planet Earth. When the I almost said when the pinch comes. How about when when the hit on the back of the head comes? Pow! We will stand. He breaks, evil breaks his club now on the back of my head. And I stand like rock. No, that's what I see. I, I wish I, I wish I was there every day. 
but I quote these things just like you do. Bold faith stands on the shoulders of quiet trust. One of the most repeated phrases in the Bible, in our instruction manual here, is do not fear. And I wonder why, because Satan, when he and his thugs, I, I don't know a, a better way of, except they're worse than thugs, it's evil. In the world, you look around at what is being tried upon us, and it's just, you, you try to come up for a word, uh, with a word for it, and it, it, evil, evil. But it's as if we're reading the, the book of Revelation as we read the headlines. I've told you for a long time, we practice, we practice believing, we practice because it's coming, it's coming. We're right at the, at the crossing guard, you know, the trains, you have the crossing guard there. We're, we're inching up to it, to the end of time. We're inching up to it. I've told you that for the longest time. So practice before we get in there, before that crossing bar comes up and we enter into the end of times area so that we can stand and not go through unbelief anymore. Kids, that crossing bar has come up. How far are we into the end of times? I, I don't know. I don't know. I know there are a lot of things that are mentioned in Revelation that haven't happened yet. But with this pandemic that was on this world, um, and I don't think it was a mistake. And oops, the pandemic just got loose. I, I, I don't think it was a mistake. I, you know, it's just me, and I'm not trying to be, uh, I'm not trying to be a uh, conspiracy theorist. But I think this whole thing is planned. Because look at what's happened. With the pandemic came this, 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 this. Unless you have a vaccination passport, you'll not be able to go in and buy food. You'll not be able to go into uh, a theater. You're not going to be able to go here or ride the train or ride the plane. And it's just echoes of what I've read before the hatred of Christians and Jews. Have you noticed that? The absolute hatred just because we believe the way we do. 
we can tell them we we love individuals we we love lgbtq2iapqr i you know whatever it is today we love the individual but people they hate you i'm not saying all of them but the movement hates you because it's diametrically opposed you know where that group is headed and you before you are before god god how do i how do i reach them there there's some of my brothers and sisters in there and now that it is being taught in schools down to kindergarten and uh, you know it's it's it is just like it was in the days of Noah. I mean, it it was the the worst the worst of the worst of the worst was going on back then. I mean, it's not just eating and drinking and marrying and there's nothing wrong with that. But it's talking about just going through the motions uh, of everyday life. And then adding on top of that, the worst of the worst of the worst of the worst. And you see that coming out? And if we haven't practiced what our Heavenly Father says, we're, we're, we're hurting at this time. Because the temptations are going to be even greater during this time. The hate is going to increase, but we're sons and daughters. And if you haven't practiced until now, come practice with us. The Holy Spirit, the Holy Spirit is working overtime. Don't fear, just start practicing. Refuse to give up and give in. You don't know where groceries are coming from. You refuse to give up and give in. What do you have when you worry about that? What do you have? You have the same thing. You're still in the same place, only you, you start being immovable from fear. It just seems like everything emanates from fear. And we refuse to go there. We can go through it with praise on our lips, or we can go through it with the same stuff we've done over and over and over and over and over. And we've done it so much, it's, it's almost like it's, it's your security blanket. Well, you're standing now, so you came through it before. You came through it, and you were complaining before, so therefore your security blanket is, well, complain again, and you'll get through it again. Now, that's backwards thinking. Bold faith stands on the shoulders of quiet trust. I believe 
God Made Praise Broadcasting Network and Praise Until Dawn specifically so that we could practice with it. I wish you could go through with me and sit here and understand how music is chosen. I don't just randomly pick music. This has gone on for years and years where I sit here and I sometimes I literally hear Holy Spirit. Now, not like it's an audible voice standing there, but I know it's him. Play this one next. Now this one. The, he's doing it for you and me, Claudia. So that we'll focus on the things of God and not on the worries that surround us. We will not worry. We will not fear. Just because the temptation is there doesn't mean you fell to it. You're not going to do that anymore. Father, I've got so many worries today. You know the ones that press down. Father, I'm practicing your word. Help me. Holy Spirit, come fill me so much that I won't even think about it. That when the temptation comes, my mind automatically goes to you and what your word says. Have you ever stopped to think right now? There are people in different parts of the world that are living and doing things at the, this may not make sense to you at all, but it does to me, that they are living and doing and speaking and interacting with their families right now, as we are right now. People are living, doing their jobs. Christians are praying for you. They don't know you, but they're praying for you, my brothers and my sisters for strength for you. That you will know that bold faith because it's standing on the shoulders of quiet. Quiet trust. I was thinking this morning, you know, I, I, it, it's just like my, my brain took it a step further that as I'm talking, as my heart is beating right here, God is in heaven. Jesus is in heaven. Working, living, walking, breathing, talking, directing, his sons and his daughters here on planet Earth. Therefore, we will not fear. We can either, in the situation is going to be there. It's up to us which way we're going to think 
and react. I love this practice time right here with you.
the grace of the Savior, with the heart of a father, and you're all we need. And you're here with the hands of the healer, with the power of your spirit, and you're all we
bigger than we can imagine. Many high times or low times, or even when we fall. If you're picking up the pieces of the brokenness, and you rescue and you save the lost, you erase the wrongs I've done my past. It can't be explained. You are God of more than enough. You are God of more than enough. You are God of more than enough. Come on, sing that out. You are God of Picking up the pieces of a broken life, Lord. Racing all the wrongs and making them right. Reaching back into the past, Lord. Is this a new You got sing that out. God of more than yeah. enough. people who you're waiting for your match to come. I feel like that this is a word for you tonight. God of more than enough in the right timing. Lift your voices. Start to sing this out as a prophecy. God of more than enough. Lift your voices. You are God of more than my soul sufficiency. You are
it in, and that same fluid motion, he shot that out over the world as a prophetic declaration of, yes, I am. You are holy. Yes, I am. And he prophesied it. But in that same moment, the Lord had this reflector under his arm. And as we would sing, God, you're beautiful, you're holy, you're wonderful. And that fluid motion of him absorbing it and prophesying it also happening in that picture was those words would shoot up to him and say, but you're made in my image and so are you. We're singing even this morning, you are holy. We become like him when we worship. And as you're declaring who he is this morning, you are becoming like the one you worship. So I wanna lift that up again. And I just feel like it's not about what we can get from God, but I feel like there is a holy visitation coming as we declare who he is over the world. And to him, we become like him. So lift up your voices, instruments, let's play out over him. Come on, sing it again.
38% of the Muslim in the United States of America believe that they are Muslim first, they are American second. Our purpose is to change this culture because they're infidel and what they're doing is not pleasing to Allah and we are the soldier of Allah who will make them do it. Kamal Salim was born in Lebanon to a devout Muslim family. As early as four years old, he remembers sitting at the kitchen table while his mother taught him about the Quran and his duty to Allah and Jihad. From my childhood, my mom said, one day you'll be a martyr, my son. You will die for the sake of Allah and you will exalt Islam. She said, if you kill a Jew, my son, but your hand will light up before the throne of Allah and the host of heaven will celebrate what you have done. Kamal was seven when his parents sent him to Muslim training camps to learn to use weapons and engage and kill the enemy. The boys were also taught another, more subtle form of warfare. We were training for what's called culture jihad, which is shifting cultures. Culture jihad is, it's unlike the sword, unlike the rifle, it is the jihad that will come into your world. By his 20s, Kamal was chosen to wage cultural jihad on America. In Islam, uh, liberty, freedom, monarchy, all these are idols and these must be brought down. So the liberty that you have in the United States of America, it's, it's anti-Islam, you know, so America must be changed. So I moved to the Bible Belt specifically. The Bible Belt was the strongest of strongest. Uh, that's where the, uh, the stout Christians are. And I want to take on the best of the best because I considered myself as, as a sword of Islam. I thought I'm anointed, I'm unique, I'm selected, I'm coming to a country and a culture to change it and I have the power of Allah with me. In the early 1980s, Kamal entrenched himself in a small Midwestern town. He began targeting men from poorer neighborhoods to recruit them to the Muslim faith. But one afternoon, his life would be in the hands of those he hated the most. I was going from one place to another to do a recruitment, and that day I had a car wreck. The car wreck was so severe, I ejected out of my car, landed on my neck, broke my neck in two places. This man came running to me, and he said, don't worry, we're gonna take care of you, and everything's gonna be all right. The ambulance came and picked me up, and now I go to the hospital, the orthopedic surgeon in the emergency room looked at my chart and he just said, son, we are going to take care of you and everything's going to be all right. The second day I wake up in the hospital and this uh, physical therapy, head of physical therapy come and read my chart and he turned around and he said the same thing word for word. We are going to take care of you. At first, Kamal was frightened by their words because these men were all Christians. You see, in terrorism, if they said, we're going to take care of you, you'd better run. Surgeries to repair Kamal's broken neck were successful, but recovery would take weeks. After being discharged from the hospital, he would need someone to care for him while he recuperated. Kamal had no one. So the orthopedic surgeon opened up his own home to this stranger. In his home, they put me in the choicest room, in the most beautiful thing. I became like part of their family. They didn't see me any difference. And now they have a basket set for Kamal. They put in money to free my bills from the hospitals. Kamal was overwhelmed with the outpouring of Christian love. As he recovered, he began to help out around the house with cooking and cleaning. They have Jewish friends that came from Israel that they support, you know. And now I'm hugging Israelis and I'm cooking for Jews. I'm going, what has happened to me? When Kamal was able to take care of himself and return to his apartment, 
the doctor had another surprise for him. He said, this is the keys to the house, and here's an extra key, this is your new car. We just want to bless you. You can come anytime you want. So I go to my home, and I go to my cold place that I haven't been there in months, and dust is this thick. And I just got to settle this issue with my God to know that if, if it's real or not. So I walk inside, I shut the door, I go right in the eastern window and I fall on my knees and I put my hands to the heavens and I cry up to my God. Allah, Allah my Lord and my King, why have you done such a thing to me? I'm okay with the, with the car wreck. I'm okay with all this, but why did you put me among Christians? I'm confused. These Christian and Jews, they are, they're good people. There's nothing wrong with them. They don't want to kill us. They're not the same thing that I learned about them. Allah, these people have relationship with their God. These people, they cry out to the God and they answer them. I want to hear your voice. I want to hear you love me. If you're real, speak to me. I want to hear your voice. Guess what Allah said that day? Absolutely nothing. Kamal felt that because he questioned his faith, the honorable thing to do was to end his own life. So I went to reach out my guns and put it in the right place and clock out. I heard the voice. The voice knew me by name. He said, come on, come on, come on. Why don't you call on God of Father Abraham and Isaac and Jacob? And now I fell on my knees and I put my hands to the heavens immediately as I heard the voice and I cried out with every fiber within me. God, the Father Abraham, if you are real, would you speak to me? God, the Father Abraham, if you are real, I want to know you. Well, God, the Father Abraham came to a room and he filled the room with his glory and his name was Yahweh. The Lord is one. In his hand, he has holes in his hand. He has holes in his feet. His name is Jesus. I said to him, who are you, my Lord? Who are you? He said, I am that I am. I said, I'm a simple man with a simple mind. What is that supposed to mean? He said, I am the Alpha. I am the Omega. I am the beginning. I am the end. I am everything that is in between. I have known you before I formed the foundation of the earth. I have loved you before I formed you in your mother womb. Rise up. Rise up, come on. Kum. You are my warrior. You are not their warrior. And I said to him, I said, my Lord, my Lord, I will live and die for you. He said, do not die for me. I died for you that you may live. That day, instead of taking his life, Kamal gave it to Jesus. He now has a new mission and travels the country challenging Muslims to question their allegiance to Allah. My heart desire is to reach out for my brothers and sisters, the Muslim out there, 1.5 billion Muslim, that they are living out there and they have not tasted the freedom and that freedom in God. It's been over 20 years since Kamal left the Islamic faith, and even threats of violence and death cannot stop him from sharing his story. He is real. You know, and if you never experienced God before in your life, if you never tasted God, and if you think you got nothing to lose, when, when you're sitting in your home, whether you're a Muslim or, or a non-Muslim or a non-Christian or whatever you are, say, 
call on God, our Father Abraham and Isaac and Jacob, and you say, if you are real, speak to me. I want to hear your voice. From the moment that I wake up 
Till I lay my head Oh, I will see Of the goodness of God
All through worship, I, whenever we start to sing a song and I close my eyes, I just actually step into heaven. And I was looking around heaven, but I noticed that um, my brother-in-law, Jim, and my father-in-law, Bill's dad, are standing on the edge of heaven. And they're looking down. And both of them died from cancer. And I said, Holy Spirit, Jesus, why are they watching? Why are they, why are they standing out to me? Why are they standing and looking down? And then Jen said, we declare healing over cancer. So I know we declared that again, but I just, if you have, I know we all have people that have that, that wretched disease from hell. And I really feel like the Holy Spirit is on that and that we are to declare more. We are to go after this for a little bit. So let's just speak to those people that we know. If you're in this room and you have cancer, we declare to you no more. We're grabbing out of heaven the healing power. huh? Raise your hand if you have cancer in here. Raise your hand if you have cancer in here. Okay, put your hands on him. And if you have a close relative, raise your hand too. We want to pray for them. Everybody that has their hand raised, please, somebody touch them. Don't pray, declare. This is a time. This is an open heaven right here. And we're calling down the healing power of Jesus over cancer. Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Jennifer, sing something. 
was in the garden Getting ready for the cross It said angels came and ministered to him And I feel angels in this place right now Strengthening you, strengthening you To lift up your hands Feel strength right now going through you There's some ministering angels in this place
For all 
been listening to Pat Rutherford on, and Praise Until nice Dawn here on the Praise Broadcasting Network. Pat and Claudia would love to hear from you. I'll give you the address in just a moment. Thank you for remembering that Praise Broadcasting Network is listener supported. Your donations help keep PBN on the air for listeners just like you all over the world. Donations are tax deductible in the United States and appreciated from around the world. Our address is Praise Broadcasting Network, P.O. Box 2468, Asheboro, North Carolina, 27204. You can also visit our website at www.pbnradio.com. Pat and Claudia love reading your email. You may send it to mail at pbnradio.com or call them at 336-626-PRAY. That's 336-626-7729. You're listening to Praise Until Dawn, coast to coast and around the world, here on the Praise Broadcasting Network.